This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Thursday, June 3rd. I'm Matt Hoish. And I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, introducing heritage stories. Telluride clarifies OHV restrictions. Sunnyside construction on track. And a mountain weather forecast. For a lot of people in the Telluride region, coming here was a journey away from somewhere else. Nomadic adventurers, curious travelers, and people who just needed something new have dropped into these mountains over the decades and made them home. For many members of our community, that journey meant coming from another country and building a new life in the San Juans. June is Immigrant Heritage Month, and to celebrate, KOTO is partnering with Tri-County Health Network to feature the stories of some of those members of our local immigrant community in a series we're calling Heritage Stories. If you want to share your story or connect us with someone to hear theirs, reach out to us at news at koto.org. Our first installment is about our community member, Ana Marquez. It will be read in Spanish and English, by Tri-County Health Network Immigrant Advocacy Coordinator, Maria Albanil Rangel. Hola a todos. Yo soy Ana Márquez y soy originaria de Durango, México. Yo vengo de una familia muy humilde. Perdí a mi padre a los 17 años. Mi mamá a los 36 años fue madre soltera y empezó a emigrar para los Estados Unidos con una visa de trabajo. Ella fue un ejemplo de lucha muy grande para mí. Hi, I am Ana Márquez and I am originally from Durango, Mexico. I come from a very humble family. I lost my father when I was 17 years old. My mother, at age 36, was a single mother and began to immigrate to the United States with a work visa. She was my role model and my example of what it meant to work hard. Después, al paso de los años, a mí también me llamaba la atención venir aquí y vivir el sueño americano que todo el mundo tiene. Terminé mis estudios. Yo tengo una especialidad en contabilidad, pero igual, yo sentía que quería venir aquí para ayudar a mi mamá y a mis hermanos. Later, as the years went by, I was interested in coming to the U.S. and to live the American dream that everyone had. I finished my studies. I actually have a degree in accounting, but I still felt that I wanted to come here to help my mom and my brothers. Vine la primera vez en el 2002 con una visa de trabajo y me regresé a México, pero no con la idea de quedarme. Yo quería regresar. Desafortunadamente, cosas pasaron. No pude venir hasta el siguiente año. Pero ya no había la oportunidad de que yo me viniera igual, con una visa de trabajo. Entonces, decidí emigrar y vine a los Estados Unidos. I came the first time in 2002 with a work visa and I returned to Mexico, but not with the idea of staying. I wanted to return. Unfortunately, things happened and I couldn't come until the following year. I no longer had the opportunity to work with a work visa, so I decided to immigrate and come to the United States. Me vine y llegué a vivir a los Estados Unidos y quedé en el estado de Maryland. Llegué con un inglés muy básico. Solamente sabía decir cosas muy básicas como hola o cheque, todo lo esencial. Entonces empecé a trabajar en limpieza en un hotel como por seis años. I came to live in the state of Maryland with a very basic English. I only knew how to say very basic things like hello or paycheck all the essentials. So I started to work as a hotel housekeeper for about six years. Yo trabajaba en la tarde y ayudaba con todo lo que podía a mi mamá. Ahí es donde conocí a mi esposo y nos casamos en el 2006. Durante ese tiempo, mi mamá seguía 
viniendo a Maryland con una visa de trabajo. Pero llegó el día en que ya no le dieron una visa a mi mamá. Entonces, ella empezó a buscar otra oportunidad y esa oportunidad era aquí en Telluride. I worked in the afternoon and helped my mother with everything that I could. That's where I met my husband and we got married in 2006. During that time, my mom kept coming to Maryland with a work visa. But the day came when they no longer gave my mom a visa. So she started looking for another opportunity. And that opportunity was here in Telluride. Yo extrañaba tanto a mi mamá y me sentía tan sola que decidí venir a visitarla con mi esposo. Y cuando llegué aquí, quedé tan sorprendida y no podía creer lo hermoso que estaba. Yo pensé, eso es muy hermoso. Yo me tengo que venir a vivir para acá. Vinimos a visitar en octubre y en marzo nos movimos para Telluride. I missed my mom so much and felt so lonely that I decided to come visit her with my husband. When I got here, I was so surprised and couldn't believe how beautiful it was. I thought, this is so beautiful, I have to come live here. We came to visit in October, and in March, we moved to Telluride. Llegué sin conocer a nadie, y mi mamá no estaba porque se tuvo que regresar por el tipo de visa que tenía. Pero increíblemente, este es un pueblo que acoge a cualquiera que tenga ganas de salir adelante y de trabajar y crecer. Trabajé con algunas personas limpiando casas como por un mes. Luego surgió la oportunidad de tomar un trabajo cuidando niños. I arrived without knowing anyone, and my mother was not here because she had to return due to the type of visa she had. But this is a town that welcomes anyone who wants to work hard, succeed, and grow. I worked with a few people cleaning houses for about a month. Then the opportunity arose to take a job babysitting. Yo llegué en temporada baja y aún estaba buscando un buen trabajo. Entonces, tomé cualquier oportunidad que tenía. Ahí conocí a una maravillosa persona que Dios me la puso. Yo empecé a trabajar en su casa y cuidaba a sus niños. I arrived during off-season and was still looking for a good job. So I took whatever opportunity I had. There, I met a wonderful person, and I started working at her house and taking care of her children. Ella tenía una compañía de renta, y un día me pidió ayuda en una de sus propiedades. Y poco a poco me ponía más a trabajar con su negocio en vez de cuidar a los niños. Así es como comenzó todo. Poco a poco fue avanzando su negocio, y ahora su compañía es internacional y tiene propiedades en todo el mundo. Yo soy la directora de housekeeping y ahora yo soy la que provee visas para trabajadores que vienen con una visa de H2B. Hemos recibido madres solteras o jóvenes que vienen a triunfar. She had a rental company and one day she asked me for help in one of her properties. And little by little, I began to work with her business instead of taking care of the children. This is how it all started. Little by little, her business grew and now her company is an international business and they have properties all over the world. I am the director of housekeeping and I am the one who provides visas for workers who come with an H2B visa. We have received single mothers or young people who come to succeed. Ahora yo y mi esposo tenemos dos hijos y compramos nuestra casa. Mi inglés ha mejorado tremendamente y estoy muy orgulloso de todo el esfuerzo que ha tomado para estar aquí hoy. Now me and my husband have two children and have our own house. My English has improved tremendously and I am very proud of all the effort it has taken to be here today. Me gustaría que la gente reconozca que el sueño americano no es venir a sufrir. El sueño americano, uno lo busca y con esfuerzo y trabajo se puede encontrar. Uno puede salir adelante y buscar las oportunidades para cumplir sus metas y sus sueños. Se necesita trabajar muy duro, pero no es imposible. I would like people to recognize that the American dream is not to come to suffer. One looks for the American dream 
and with effort and work, it can be found. You can get ahead and look for the opportunities to fulfill your goals and dreams. It takes very hard work, but it's not impossible. Yo he visto que hay personas muy preparadas y con unos estudios muy grandes que vienen a buscarme por un trabajo. Para mí es un gran honor y orgullo saber que de la misma forma en que alguien algún día me abrió la puerta y creyó en mí, ahora yo puedo hacer lo mismo y brindarle la oportunidad a más inmigrantes que buscan venir a los Estados Unidos para trabajar y ser parte de nuestra comunidad. Gracias. I have seen that there are highly educated people with impressive academic backgrounds who come through our program. For me, it's a great honor and pride to know that in the same way that someone once opened the door for me and believed in me, now I can do the same and provide the opportunity to more immigrants who seek to come to the United States to work and to be a part of our community. Thank you. That was Maria Albañil Rangel reading Ana Marquez's description of her journey to Telluride. Stay tuned for more heritage stories highlighting our local immigrant community throughout June in honor of Immigrant Heritage Month. Walking around Telluride, you won't come across OHVs. That's off-highway vehicles, sometimes known as ATVs. And that's intentional. It's always been consistent that the town of Telluride has never permitted uh, nor authorized OHV, off-highway vehicle use, on town streets or roads. That's Telluride Town Attorney Kevin Geiger during a town council meeting this week. Across Colorado, OHVs are prohibited, for the most part. But it's possible for a local political jurisdiction, a political subdivision, to go through a process and provide for lawful use of off-highway vehicles on roads that otherwise uh, you would be prohibited from um, using an OHV on. Another interesting caveat of that is no local jurisdiction can designate either a federal highway or a state highway uh, as part of their OHV route. During a work session, town council didn't seriously consider allowing OHVs. Through a quick straw poll, council rejected the idea of even considering them. Rather, council discussed ways to clarify the fact that OHVs aren't allowed. It can get muddled. OHVs are prohibited in the town of Telluride, but they're allowed in Ure and on some county roads. Ofer Pass from the county line to the town of Ofer, and there's signage there. I'm a gene from the county line to basically the intersection with what was called the old Marshall Creek Road, uh, fairly high up Tomboy from the town limits, about two or three miles up from the town of Telluride in an easterly direction. And then finally on Black Bear Pass, which you may know, uh, some of you may know, of course, a good portion of Black Bear is one way. So once you pass a certain point, you are committed to coming down and you cannot reverse course and go back up. But that is open from the county line as well to what's called the Valley View uh, parking area. In essence, an individual could drive an OHV from Ure, get to Tomboy, and either park the vehicle and walk or turn back. There are signs that identify that unlicensed vehicles are prohibited. OHVs are seen as unlicensed vehicles in Colorado, but there are other states where the vehicles are licensed. Council member Tom Watkinson worries if the signs aren't clear, OHVs will just drive on through. They're licensed in Arizona, they're licensed in Montana. These guys are flying through like, I'm licensed, I don't know what you're talking about. Here it is, right here. You know, do we need to say something more specific on that signage that says no HV, just more specific about the vehicle they are specifically driving over, whether it's licensed in another state or not. 
they may not, they may see that be like, sweet, I'm licensed and good to go. Geiger agrees. The language is unclear. I think it is a little bit nebulous when it says unlicensed vehicles. And what we're really talking about is no off-highway vehicles. And that that is a distinction. There's no there's no real legal definition of an unlicensed vehicle. There is a legal definition in Colorado of an off-highway vehicle. In Telluride, a conversation on OHVs can also turn to a conversation about Jeeps. Jeeps are allowed in town as they're on highway vehicles, but they're often used to cross the mountain passes. And according to council member Lars Carlson, they can make a lot of noise. They park at Oak Street and then they fill their tires for whatever reason with compressors and they it goes on for, you know, hours is, is what I've heard. That people are just coming and they're filling tires. And I'm wondering if we need to have a zone where we say, you know, to, to refill tires, you need to shuttle these to Carhenge or someplace. Because I think you have a quiet right of enjoyment of your property. And especially on Oak Street, I don't think that's fair to have these people listen to compressors all day long. Councilmember Geneva Shawnette and the rest of council support the idea. I totally agree. I think a sign that says, please respect the neighborhood, this quiet neighborhood and um, refill your tires at the Carhenge parking lot. It's not a law. It's not required. It's just a request. Council directed staff to work with the county and neighboring counties to clarify language on signs stating OHVs are never permitted to drive in the town of Telluride and encourage drivers to fill their tires at Carhenge rather than in the neighborhoods. So far, it's sunny skies for Sunnyside. Telluride Program Director Lance McDonald gave an update on the town's latest affordable housing project at this week's town council meeting and says things are largely going according to plan. We're about five to seven days off of our planned schedule, but we do not anticipate any effect on our completion date of May 2022. Construction is roughly 15% complete, Anyone driving along Highway 145 has probably noticed the project site on the hillside across from the valley floor between Eider Creek and the roundabout near Lawson. Crews have been excavating soil, developing the access road, and installing a rockfall fence. Right now we're submitted for a full, complete building permit. We anticipate receiving that in the next couple weeks. And soon you'll be seeing uh, vertical construction on the site. That vertical construction will be for a range of housing types, totaling 30 units. The apartment buildings, 18 one- and two-bedroom units. The townhomes are in two different buildings, and they are three-bedroom and four-bedroom units. There's six four-bedrooms and three three-bedroom units. And then there's also three what we are calling tiny homes. They're small dwelling units that are actually physically attached in a triplex configuration at the entrance to the project. The Sunnyside units will be available for rent rather than sale. Town will determine tenants through a lottery system. Town also reported recent tax revenues this week. In May, Telluride brought in about $745,000 in real estate transfer tax. Town manager Ross Herzog notes town is already about 75% toward its yearly rent goal of $5.8 million. So rent is still looking very good. We had a very promising May. April sales tax, Herzog notes, is still unreconciled, but he says it was a record month with about $290,000 in sales tax revenue. April sales tax revenue in 2020 and 2019 was a little less than $260,000 each month. 
The 2021 revenue, Herzog notes, was, quote, substantially more. This past weekend, Mountain Film brought filmmakers and film lovers from far and wide to Telluride for its classic mix of adventure and inspiration. Everyone left with memories, but some filmmakers also left with a little more. The festival announced six awards at the end of the weekend. The Vimeo staff pick went to On Falling, a short film that follows three female pro mountain bikers to explore the topics of toughness, vulnerability, and accomplishment. The Beauty President, which looks at the story of a queer drag queen named Joan Jett Black, who ran a campaign as a write-in candidate in the 1992 U.S. presidential election, won the Woman in Film Award. The Moving Mountains Award went to The Ants and the Grasshopper, which chronicles the journey of two women from Malawi who travel through the U.S. to convince Americans that climate change is real. The winner of the Charlie Fowler Best Adventure Film was After Antarctica, which tells the story of Will Steger, who traversed Antarctica in 1989 to defend and protect it from exploitation and decides to set out on a solo expedition to the Arctic Circle almost 30 years later. Best short film went to Since You Arrived, My Heart Stopped Belonging to Me, which zooms in on a group of Central American mothers searching the streets of Mexico for their missing migrant children. And finally, best documentary feature went to Jacinta, a film that follows a multi-generational family fighting the pattern of addiction and the cycle of prison, rehab, relapse, and perpetual disappointment. For anyone who missed the in-person festival, the films will also be available online until June 6th. Two more prizes will be announced after the online festival, the Audience Choice and Student Choice Awards. Mountain Village's Music on the Green is coming back in 2021. The free concert series takes place on Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. and kicks off this week. The inaugural concert of the summer will feature Freddie and Francine, a husband and wife duo out of Nashville. Other acts this summer include Emily Scott Robinson, Cousin Curtis, A.J. Fullerton, The Miners, Tall Tall Trees, Wilderness, Lori Lewis and The Right Hands, Westside Joe and the Men of Soul, and Carrie Morin Duo. Music on the Green will start this Friday, June 4th, and run through mid-September. The concerts will take place in Reflection Plaza, next to the Madeline Hotel. Colorado lawmakers have sent Governor Jared Polis a bill to raise more than $5 billion for road work in the next decade. Supporters say Senate Bill 260 will do that mostly by charging new fees on gasoline, deliveries, and ride shares. The state also plans to pitch in $1.5 billion. A bipartisan group of mayors, including Republican John Southers of Colorado Springs, are backing it. And I don't see a better package coming from the legislature or the voters anytime soon. And I strongly believe we simply cannot kick this can down the road any longer. The bill did not find much bipartisan support in the legislature, with only a single Republican voting yes in the Senate. Opponents say it will hurt residents recovering from the pandemic. The House passed the bill on Wednesday after two hours of debate. 
Colorado lawmakers have approved a $15 million stimulus bill to help communities replace coal jobs as the state transitions to renewable energy. KOTO's Scott Franz has more. About half the money will go directly to programs helping coal industry workers find new careers. The other half is earmarked for communities whose tax base relies heavily on the industry. Lawmakers created a new office two years ago to help with the transition, but this is the first major investment. The state aid will arrive as many places have already spent several years trying to reinvent their economies after coal. In Nucla and Natarita in southwest Colorado, residents have been trying to move on from their recent mine closure by attracting tourists with new trails and outdoor recreation businesses. I'm Scott Franz at the State Capitol. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for showers and thunderstorms tonight with a low around 40 degrees. Friday should be sunny with a high near 80 and a 30% chance of precipitation. Friday night, expect partly cloudy skies with a low around 40 and a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Saturday calls for mostly sunny skies with a high in the mid-70s and a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Saturday night should be mostly cloudy with a low around 40 degrees and a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. This has been the news for Thursday, June 3rd. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 728-3206. And now, a personal commentary. Attention parents with young children. Do you have questions about your toddler? Bright Futures is partnering with local toddler experts to bring you a free virtual panel discussion all about toddlers. Hi, this is Madeline with Bright Futures. All About Toddlers will take place in English on Wednesday, June 23rd from 7 to 8 p.m. on Zoom. During this discussion, we will cover topics like toilet learning, tantrums, development, and independent activity ideas for toddlers. For more information or to register, please visit our website, brightfuturesforchildren.org. You can also email me at madeline at brightfuturesforchildren.org. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you'd like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.